Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexanero Leader in Kentucky.com. It is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. And on today's podcast, we're going to preview Saturday's Kentucky-Alabama basketball game down in Tuscaloosa. It's an 8 o'clock start on ESPN. We think the game will be on Saturday. Could be pushed back to Sunday, depending on the ice storm that was predicted for Lexington and when Kentucky can get out of Lexington to make the trip down to Tuscaloosa. We'll be either Saturday or Sunday. I think it'll probably be on Saturday. We'll see how that plays out. Kentucky is coming off their 77-70 win over Vanderbilt on Wednesday night, which improved the Cats to 7-2 in the SEC. Alabama's been up and down this year, uh, had some really big wins, also suffered some tough losses. Uh, the tied in their most recent game lost to number one Auburn, uh, 181 at Auburn. Uh, but Nate Oates' team is definitely dangerous at home. I'm sure there'll be a packed house at Coleman Coliseum this weekend for the Kentucky-Alabama game. So it's a tricky game for the Cats. Um, to help me preview the game, I talk with Michael Casagrande, who covers Alabama athletics for AL.com, and Jerry Tipton, who covers UK for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Before I get to them, I want to remind you, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Uh, I tweet during the game. Look for my sidelines blog. We'll have live updates and a dedicated Twitter feed on the live updates post on my sidelines blog. Look for that during the game and uh, tweet after the game as well. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Okay, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. First with Michael Casagrande of AL.com on the Crimson Tide. Then I'll be talking to Jerry Tipton of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com about the Wildcats. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Michael Casagrande, old friend of the podcast, old friend of mine who covers Alabama athletics for AL.com. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. How's everything in Kentucky? Uh, well, we're getting ready for an ice storm uh, here in yeah. Kentucky. Uh, in fact, uh, John Calipari, uh, we, we are taping this on Thursday morning after the game last night. Cal said that uh, he even brought up the possibility that this game might be moved to Sunday if Kentucky can't get out of here to get to Tuscaloosa um, on Saturday. Uh, so we'll see. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um Interesting matchup on Saturday, if the game is Saturday. Alabama really up and down season this year for the Crimson Tide. What do you make of this Alabama basketball team right now? Yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting uh, team. I said, I think it was we were talking about it the other night at the Auburn game. Uh, Alabama got beat by 19 at Auburn a few days after beating Baylor uh, at home. That it. Uh, if you could go back and, and retroactively give somebody a player of the year award, I think Herb Jones might've been a national <laughs> player of the year candidate. When you see kind of just how important he was when you subtract him from the math, uh, subtract him from a team that it, the granted he wasn't the only person who graduated or went pro from, uh, the team that won the SEC last year, but you could just see the, the deficiencies they have this year were coming to some of the things that he, he did that, weren't always as noticed uh, by the, you know, stat sheet or the the untrained eye. Right, he was kind of a glue guy. He could do a little bit, little bit of everything. Do they just not have somebody like that this year? No, it's it's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, the glue, the the defense, the kind of uh, the personality of the team is not as, you know, it, the, the some of the things, some of the things they have issues with this year were something that would have been unthinkable a year ago. Just some of the the effort. Uh, effort deficiencies at times um it just doesn't seem to have the same 
personality, the same, um, uh, you know, the, the thing is hard, kind of hard to describe. To kind of, you know, it when you see it. That and they the just intangibles. Uh, the intangibles, yeah. That they, um, it just you know, for to allow a team to go up and down to fluctuate as much as they do. Um, you know, it's as wide of a spectrum of a team. You could see that the team that beats effectively Gonzaga effectively on the road, Baylor, Houston, and then they've losses at at Georgia uh, and Missouri. So it's just you know right. they can true definition of a team they could beat anybody and lose to anybody on a given day. So when they are playing well, when they are being the likes of as you mentioned, they've beaten three of the teams that were in the Final Four last year in Gonzaga and uh, Baylor and Houston. When they are playing well. What's clicking for them when they? What what makes them a good team when they are playing well? Right. I mean, it's the, the guard play. They have two very good guards in, in Shackelford and Quinn Early. When they can get into the lane, when they can, you know, they, they can truly play inside out, get to the lane, kick it out for three point shooting. Um, they've been kind of streaky on that with their their touch, where that was very, such a hallmark of the team a year ago, being able to knock down the perimeter jumper. Um, if they can defend in the paint i mean kessler auburn just kind of destroyed them the other night inside they just don't have uh the true uh the kind of bodies to compete with somebody in in the paint like that charles bediaco is a freshman was a pretty highly regarded freshman but doesn't have the um you know he's, he's not gonna bang inside he's not gonna he could be physically you know he needs to add some weight you know so um yeah, so teams like Auburn, they were really able to, to feast on them down low um, with, a, with a guy like Kessler. And when they're not playing well, when teams are, are hurting them, is it mainly on – is Alabama's deficiencies on defense showing up or are there other factors involved? Yeah, there's that. There's They've had some issues giving up too many second-chance points, offensive rebounds. Mississippi State uh, pretty much won that game. Uh, that was a third of a three-game losing streak earlier in, in January, where they just kind of got destroyed on the the, the offensive boards uh, with state cleaning up misses. Um, yeah, I mean defensively, they I mean, they gave up 100 points to Auburn the other night. Right. Um, so yeah, there's I mean there's a stat that when they give up a certain number of points, that they're they're not going to win the game, and then you know they don't have maybe the offense to to get into some of these shootouts where they could get into both scoring in the 90s where they could a year ago. Um, so it's just sort of all over the place. They obviously play better at home, just like anybody else would. They're one and five on the road this year, but you know, they played pretty well against Baylor. They seem to have um, – they had whatever that intangible was, was clicking a week ago and looked pretty good, very good against Baylor. Um, so it's just a, a, an odd team to, to watch and cover. Is there anybody in particular that's playing well right now? Well, uh, you know, it's sort of streaky. I mean, Jaden Shackelford had a really good, nice game. He, I mean, his foul trouble in the first half uh, at Auburn was kind of what uh, kick-started their, their first big run. Um, he was shooting the ball well, getting to, into the lane. And Quinn Arrow was doing, you know, after, after halftime, when they cut the 19-point lead down to two, he was he scored nine straight. Um it hasn't been shooting the ball from the perimeter as well, but it can get into the lane. It's kind of sneaky, slippery, can get to the rim. Um, so and they have a cast of other role players, who, other guys who have, have flashed at times. J.D. Davidson, five-star, McDonald's All-American, 
uh, has had some some good performances. Consistency is, I think, still what they're looking for with him. Um, but there's, you know, Keon Ellis. There are a lot of guys who are who are pretty good, very good, who can rise up and have good games, but haven't been as consistent overall. Yeah, is this uh, uh, what about Nate Oates? Is, I mean, I would <laughs> Alabama fans, I would assume, are still pretty happy with the job he's done. This has just been kind of an off year, up and down year after having a great year last year. Or, or how does how do people feel about Nate Oates right now? Yeah, I think people are confused. I mean, it's 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 a program that hasn't had you know the success they had last year in a very long time. Right. Can you pair that with consistent success in football to where there's an expectation for everything to be like that? And yeah. So it's kind of a weird cyclone of expectations, anger, understanding, um, you know, how much does one year buy you? But I think, uh, you know, there's there's nowhere that NATO's job is not in trouble. It's, put it yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. Uh, what about I, – I was reading, and then uh, before we came on here when we were texting back and forth, you talk about they're having a meeting uh, this afternoon. The, part of that's about with the basketball facilities. Is that right? Yeah, it's the, the long-awaited uh, sequel to Coleman Coliseum appears to be um, on the way. They've been talking about this for years. They were talking about um, – renovating Coleman for a while. Uh, but it sounds like they're going to be going more in a direction of, uh, a new, really? a new facility, different part of campus. Um, it's just that building is 54 years old and it's not, it's terrible. I mean, it's, it's one of the, <laughs> if you're, if you're looking for a good atmosphere, it's, I mean, the seats are, I think start 17 feet off the court, right. everything's pushed way back. Nobody's on top of the floor. There's no, you go to a place like Auburn Arena the other night where it's right. um, couldn't be any more on top of you, and, uh, creating a, a real advantage for a home team. Um, you know, uh, it's not that they were waiting for that, but it was the funding and getting the, the, the donors. I think a good year last year helped to, yeah. to push that drive. Yeah, well, that would be uh, well, that'd be great for Alabama basketball. Uh, I know there's a lot of history at Coleman Coliseum, but still, uh, you're right. I mean, Auburn, it's a gr- great environment, especially now that Auburn has such a good team. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. let's back to the game, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday. What does Alabama have to do to uh, add Kentucky to the list of uh, teams that they have knocked off, <laughs> you know, highly ranked teams they've knocked off this year? Yeah, if they can get the ball movement, the ball, I think when they struggle, it's – it's a lot of one-on-one play, not a lot of uh, ball movement. Moving without the ball offensively gets stagnant. They can get that inside-out game where they get that rhythm. Some transition play. I mean, they they were kind of running teams to death last year with their ability to – their their deep bench and their ability to just uh, get the ball in the open court. Um, if they can play in rhythm, um, take away some of the Kentucky's uh, height – uh, maybe gas some guys. That might be uh, one way to do it. But, you know, it's one of those teams where you never know. Right. Uh, Michael, before I let you go, I have to ask you a football question. Uh, sure. What, the, <laughs> with the Crimson Tide losing in the championship game, what was the reaction to that? And I know another – it looks like another great recruiting class for Alabama. How are the fans feeling about the Crimson Tide on the football side right now? Yeah, no, I think it's an interesting reaction to where – I mean, it's weird to say it, and I've said it a few times, that they almost felt like they overachieved to get to the championship game. I know it's a weird thing to say for an Alabama team that 
um, they had some deficiencies. They had some some injuries. Uh, injury luck wasn't great for them offensively, losing several running backs and receivers. Right. Uh, but I think they they don't they feel pretty good about what's coming back with Bryce Young on offense, Will Anderson, uh, Jordan Battle on defense. There's a lot of there are a lot of names coming back and. They've done well in the transfer portal to fill some of the holes. So I, it didn't feel like they didn't think that the the, the curtain was falling on the Nick Saban era. No, no, I don't. They lost. And they just poached Kentucky's offensive line coach and Eric right. Clifford as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's the 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 wave hasn't crusted yet. We'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, remind the uh, remind the listeners where they can follow you on Twitter and uh, follow and uh, read you online leading up to and uh, after the game uh, this weekend. Yeah, you can find me at al.com uh, on Twitter by Casagrande b y c a s a g r a n d e. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Should be <laughs> Michael, your uh, what about your Hilltoppers? I haven't really paid as close attention this year. They, after, after I think the, Might be the height thing. of my existence was when they beat they beat Alabama last year uh, in December, and I'm still kind of trying to ride that equity on on Twitter <laughs> with uh, the Alabama fans. Uh, Take it as far as you can go. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Nate Oates, Nate Oates and I had some fun back and forth about that. Did you? About, <laughs> I promised a home and home series to for a rematch, but yeah, you know they're not all going to be. Uh, championship teams i guess no 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 yeah michael a proud uh, wku alum uh michael as always it's great to have you on the podcast i really appreciate it and uh hopefully uh the ice storm won't keep kentucky in and we'll get this game on saturday but thanks again for being on the podcast yep thanks for having me Okay, I want to bring uh, Jerry Tipton, my friend and colleague and uk basketball beat writer into the podcast how's it going jerry it's going well john uh, any ice in uh, your neck of the woods at Lexington yet? We are recording this, by the way, on Thursday afternoon. Any ice in uh, in your area yet? Uh, just in the refrigerator. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, that's where it's supposed to be. Let's. I hope we can keep it there, but I don't know. That we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky coming off a 77-70 win over Vanderbilt last night. As I say, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Got Alabama on Saturday. Apparently, John Calipari mentioned on his post-game show last night they could move it back to Sunday if Kentucky can't get out of Lexington, depending on uh, what the ice storm does or does not do. Uh, first, let's talk about last night. What were your impressions of Kentucky's win? Kind of an ugly physical game, a lot of stops and starts with a lot of fouls. How did you think Kentucky played last night? Well, I thought they, you know, it, it wasn't the kind of game where you're going to get a lot of beauty, you know, a lot right. of uh, – a lot of uh, pretty play and all that stuff. It uh, it was kind of a slugfest, and uh, I think both coaches got technicals. I think three three for flagrant fouls, and uh, you know I thought all uh, the Vandy uh, really uh, competed, and they sort of put it on Kentucky to compete, and I thought Kentucky responded, and uh, yeah, it was a good win. What do you think? You know, Cal made kind of made the point after the game about Vandy's physical play and. Uh, the teams will look at this film and say, okay, we can rough Kentucky up a bit. Do you think that's right? Oh, uh, you know, of course you have to have the personnel to do that, of course. Yeah, that's true. And that, you know, and I think, of course, you know, it helped Vandy to have Liam 
uh, Robbins uh, play for the first time, the transfer from Minnesota, a seven footer led the big 10 in blocks. And, you know, he didn't have a major impact, but he certainly gave them more of a physical presence and, uh, and kind of added to the physical nature of the game. Yeah, no doubt. What about Scotty Pippen? 32 against Kentucky down in Nashville, 33 last night. Uh, like Cal said, after the game, he probably would like to play Kentucky five times a year. What do you think of him as a player? Well, he's very good, very smart. Uh, I think Cal used the word crafty to describe him. Of course, son of a NBA Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, he, he obviously knows the game, knows how to play. He's kind of a thinking man's player, I think to some degree. And, you know, it's can't argue in two games against Kentucky this year, 65 points, if I'm adding it up right. Yeah. And I think in his career, he's averaged over 20 against Kentucky. And uh, I don't think of him as a volume shooter, although he did take 23 shots last night. <laughs> so maybe last night wasn't the best example, but he made 11. Yeah. So, you know, no, I, agree. I, I thought they were good shots, nothing forced or anything like that. Yeah, he's not a he's not a I mean he's a high scorer, but he's not a really uh like a pure three point shooter that he gets just he's just a perimeter shooter. He can take like I said about being crafty, he can take the ball to the basket, he can hit the mid range shot, he can score it a lot of different ways. Right. Yeah, there was one play, I don't remember it exactly, but he, he was kinda like a floater, except he banked it off the board and in. And I just it just kind of struck me as the kind of play that somebody that knows his way around the court would do. Yeah. Uh, back to the Kentucky side, a big night from uh, Davion Mintz, who didn't score at all at Kansas. Uh, Kentucky really didn't need him to score in that game. The other guys were playing so well. But they needed him last night, and he came through with uh, 21 points. Yeah, he'd been in – I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but he had been several games where he hadn't been uh, – the last four, he'd made six of 26 shots, wow. one, one of 13 from three. So – and I thought that was a really interesting story he told about seeing the uh, teenage girl after the Kansas game, and she's, like, so thrilled to see him. She's almost – she's in tears. Right. And, uh, and he basically this led him to say about how uh, – motivating it is to know fans care that much and uh you know it was an interesting take and uh you know it was kind of a uh, something different from i think cal was talking about the maybe their egos would get out of hand by the hosannas uh, beating uh, kansas handily and rising to number five and i thought uh, that was kind of an interesting uh, davion mince's take on it and the aftermath was an interesting way to, you know, to look at that game. Yeah. I hadn't, you know, of course, I was unaware of this woman, uh, this young girl, and uh, that exchange. But it, was, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, it was. It was uh, another good night from Keon Brooks. He followed up his twenty-seven points at Kansas with twenty uh, last night. What well, he seems to be coming on right now. Of course, we got a long way to go. We'll see how long it lasts. But he's he's played well the last couple of games. Well, yeah, I think he reflects uh, how uh, you can try to, like Vandy, it seemed to, me, Van, it seemed to me Vandy was really concentrating on limiting Oscar right. or at least containing him. But that creates opportunities for others. And Kentucky's got several guys now. And, you know, you have to be aware of Kellen Grady and his shooting. 
and Savir and his driving and playmaking. And so, you know, you can only concentrate so much defensively. And so maybe uh, more defense will be uh, concentrated on Keon. We'll see. But that would might create opportunities for others. So I think that, to me, is the strength of the Kentucky team, the multiple players who were able to produce given the opportunity. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Okay, what about this game uh, against Alabama down in Tuscaloosa? Uh, Alabama's been kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team this year with the, you know, they've uh, some really big wins over Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, but then they also lost to Georgia. Georgia's only win in the SEC to this point. They lost to Missouri. Uh, You know, Auburn beat them by almost 20 the other night. Of course, Auburn's really good. How do you see this matchup this weekend? Well, I think I, you have to think Alabama's better at home. Yeah. And, and several of those big wins over ranked teams were at home. They beat three out of the four final four teams from last year. And then Missouri and Georgia are the only two SEC teams with losing records. And they both beat Alabama on their courts mm-hmm. at and at Georgia. So I would think it would be a competitive game. I, I think people like Alabama's guards very much, Shackelford and uh, Quinnery, Quinterly. And uh, I don't know about their big guys. It'll be interesting with Oscar uh, and, and Alabama's big guys to see how that unfolds. Yeah. I, I remember, I think you were telling me a little earlier, uh, a little while ago, that, about that you were on. Uh, uh, the radio show down there in Alabama uh, with your with your good friends down there, and they were talking about the Alabama team, and they think they really miss Herb Jones. Is that right? Well, yeah, I think you know he was just sort of a, a glue guy, a guy that could contribute in a lot of ways that no, as you know, as the cliche goes, that don't show up in the box score. And you know, I think he was that kind of guy, a defensive guy, a guy to move the ball. Uh, you know, he didn't need to shoot a lot to contribute a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, any team would want a guy like that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I def- wasn't he the defensive player of the year in the yeah. SEC? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a nice quality to have on any team. And I thought he was, a, a, you know, they won the SEC championship, both regular season and tournament, and he was a key part of that. Right. You, you were on with Wimp, right? With Wimp yes. Sanderson. Now, does Wimp and Sonny still do a show together, or is it just Wimp's show? Yeah, well, it's Wimp and one of his sons. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a fun show, and, uh, you know, we don't really – I started to say we go down memory lane, but <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> it's more concentrated on uh, the here and now. Right. But it's fun. Right. Yeah, well, it should be an interesting matchup, especially, you know, both teams like to get it up and down the floor, uh, both, as you mentioned, with the with the guard play and so forth. Uh, circling back to Kentucky for a minute, it looks to me, I don't know what you think, but it looks to me that I don't, I'm not sure Ty Ty Washington is still quite 100% from that ankle injury. He's out there playing. He's put in some minutes. I noticed he kind of took himself out early last night. Uh, and Cal kind of mentioned it after the game. It looks like he's limping a little bit. What do, what do you think about Ty Ty? Well, I mean, you know, that was not uh, a little thing when he uh, right. came down on uh, Oscar's leg and I assume sprained an ankle. And, you know, it takes time. Right. It takes time to get over that. And maybe, uh, you know, he says he's okay and he can play but not be himself mm-hmm. would be my guess. And, uh 
you know, he's a, he's he's shown how good he is, set the record for assists in a game. And so, you know, he's another one of those guys that if you concentrate on this guy, right. he can take advantage of that right. when healthy. One last thing I haven't, uh, I don't think I've discussed with you, Shaden Sharp. I think that's kind of died down a little bit with the way they have been playing. Uh, you know, but it seems like every game, oh, is this the game that they're going to play Shaden <laughs> Sharp? If you had to guess right now, do you think, I, you know, neither one of us know. We don't know what Cal's thinking. How Shade, we don't see practice. We don't know what he's doing in practice. Uh, do you expect him to play? And if is it kind of a risk now with the way they're playing if you tried to insert him in there and have him play right now, a freshman who's only been with the program for about a month? Yeah, I think there's definitely a risk there. And it seems like Cal, and Cal talks about this, about the chemistry being really good. And uh, I'm not saying Sharp would disrupt that, right. but it would it would change the dynamic to add another player at this point. And uh, so we'll see. I'm, my guess, and it is just a guess, is that he will not play. Yeah, that's un- my guess. Unless there's a rash of injury right. or, you know, circumstances change. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It would be interesting to see how that would play out. Yeah. And uh, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we have to wait and see. But I'm like you. I don't expect I, – if I if you made me just say right now, I would say he's not going to play. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens uh, this weekend with Kentucky and Alabama. The game is scheduled for Saturday uh, at 8 o'clock uh, down in Tuscaloosa Saturday night. We hopefully <clears> – <throat> Kentucky will be able to – make their usual travel plans and leave on Friday for the game on Saturday. We'll just have to see what happens there. But it, uh, it's, it's, I'm sure Alabama, I'm sure Coleman, as Cal says, Coleman Coliseum will be filled. They'll be ready to play uh, to try to knock off the number five team in the country, even though Alabama's had their ups and downs. Uh, be sure and follow Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. Read him online at Kentucky.com and the print edition of the Herald Leader. And uh, Jerry, stay, uh, stay safe as you get ready for this ice storm. Keep that ice in the refrigerator. I will do, John. Good to talk to you. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Michael Casagrande of AL.com. Be sure and check him out online at AL.com. And I want to thank my friend and colleague, Jerry Tipton of the Herald Leader. Check him out on Kentucky.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Remember, you can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned in Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. That really just helps get the word out about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've had a bunch of podcasts and we'll continue to have podcasts all through the basketball season. So look for those. Again, Kentucky, Alabama, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, go to my sidelines blog for the live updates. Check my takeaways after the game. Uh, Jerry will be tweeting Mark Story, Mark C. Story. Follow him on Twitter, Ben Roberts, Ben Roberts HL. Follow all of us as we cover Kentucky and Alabama. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again to my guests, Michael Casagrande and Jerry Tipton. And we'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast. <laughs>